Hey, thanks for dropping by. I'm going to tell you what's happening in the housing market this week, as well as having a deeper conversation about inflation and where that I think the market is headed. This is the Peterson Report for February 17, 2023. According to Altos Research, we are continuing to see falling inventory through the middle of February, which is extremely rare. Typically, at this point in the year, we see a 1-2% to increase in inventory each week, but instead, we've been seeing a 3% drop overall. As a result, we are seeing demand far exceeding, buyer demand far exceeding our expectations. Through the beginning of the week, there were 13% fewer listings than there were last year. Additionally, we are seeing fewer new homes going into contract in the first 10 days, telling us that there is less of an urgent buyer demand. What we are seeing, however, is that the sales gap between 2022 and 2023 is starting to close. New pendings, homes in contract, are only off about 9% as opposed to the almost 20% it was in the beginning of the year. This is a completely different market than the catastrophic fall market. In fact, the prices of new listings coming onto the market is flat year over year, and the sales prices are slowly rising. Both empirically and anecdotally, we are seeing more purchase applications being submitted too. And then even more good news comes from the National Association of Home Builders. They reported that there was an increase in home builder set sentiment for the second straight month after almost a year of decline. The NAHB called on policymakers to make it simpler and cheaper to build more affordable units. Additionally, the MBS Highway Housing Survey has also noted a significant pickup in buyer activity for the second straight month. 57% of respondents said that their market was active, and this is up from like 23% last month. Huge jump. All of this data leads me to believe still that we are going to have a much stronger spring than others have been forecasting. Already in our local marketing meetings, we're starting to talk about actual inventory again, and that's a big deal in a small town like American Canyon. On the other hand, the January Consumer Price Index, or CPI, came out earlier this week, showing that prices had gone up by half a percent month over month. Now, this was higher than expected, although housing costs do make up 60% of that number. The CPI is a, is a measure of inflation that tracks the changes in the prices of a basket of goods and services commonly purchased by households. CPI is used to estimate changes in the cost of living and is an important indicator of inflation. Yes, I've been talking about inflation a lot lately, and it's a term that most people have heard, but not everyone fully understands how it affects the economy, just our pocketbooks, and the various industries. And one of the industries that really is most heavily impacted by inflation is the housing market. So inflation is defined as the rate at which the general level of prices for goods and services is rising, and subsequently, the purchasing power of currency is falling. This means that the cost of living increases over time, and the money you have today is worth less than the same amount of money in the future. Just take a look at eggs, for example. The housing market really is closely tied to inflation, and changes in inflation can have a significant impact on the real estate industry. One of the most immediate effects of inflation on the housing market is on interest rates. When inflation rises, the central bank, or in our case, the Fed, may increase interest rates to curb inflation, and they have significantly. And these higher interest rates 
They did that because higher interest rates make it more expensive for buyers to finance a home, which leads to a decrease in demand for homes. Or a rise in interest rates can lead homeowners who have already low interest rates to opt to stay put rather than become move-up buyers. And this is where we were this past fall. It's where we are now. The Fed raised rates on short-term loans so dramatically multiple times last year in an attempt to slow down the economy and inflation. Um, unfortunately, the slower economy you know, sometimes does lead to a recession and higher unemployment. Of course, that isn't the case uh, or always the case. Right now, we have extraordinarily extraordinary low unemployment. And if you've been listening to me since the beginning of the year, you know that I'm a big proponent of the New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. He's your typical left-leaning economist, but I appreciate his insight as well as his willingness to admit when he's wrong, as he did in January or January 31 piece about whether we're entering a period of stagflation or we're going to have a soft landing recession. And while I'm still on the soft landing camp, despite the Fed's efforts to you know, do otherwise, it's worth noting that Krugman uses a six-month rolling average when looking at his looking at his data. So why six months? He says that it's a compromise because monthly numbers really are too noisy and price changes over the previous year lag way too far behind a rapidly changing economy. Though I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know more than the folks over at the Fed or the White House Economic Council or the Congressional Budget Office, etc., They've studied this a lot longer than I have, and they have advanced degrees to prove it. But I do know that there is a very real danger in misinterpreting the data in front of you. What is it that Winston Churchill once said? There are three kinds of lies in the world. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. May have been Disraeli, but that almost doesn't matter. At our realtor meeting this morning, a financial coach with Invested, Daryl Doy, who's fantastic, talked about the types of biases that people come with when it's time to make financial decisions. One of them is confirmation bias. In layman's terms, this is where someone finds the data to support their theory rather than letting the evidence lead them to an understanding. I am concerned that the Fed may be cherry picking data to, its, to fit its understanding, to fit its story of what is happening and what is, they feel like has always happened. The fact is what the market needs more than anything else, as I've been saying over and over again, is stability. It's time for the Fed to signal to the markets and policymakers once and for all that inflation is continuing to head in the right direction, downward, and that it will ease up on rate hikes over the coming months. It is bad policy to attack inflation solely by raising interest rates, which is all they've done. While Chair Powell has already said that he believes that the housing market is in a bubble at this point, it's not. Raising interest rates has done nothing to increase the amount of inventory or make homes more affordable. Like laughably, because of the dramatic increase in uh, interest rates from year to year, right now only 17% of households in California could afford to purchase the median home price of 790000 It's time for the Fed to look at numbers differently and come up with a new solution that doesn't make it harder for people to purchase a home. Raising the interest rates obviously did not have the desired effect, and the Fed needs to take a new tack. That's all for this week on the Peterson Report. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys on the flip side.